everybody. This is Coach Rogers here with the Career Coach Talk Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We have another amazing, amazing guest, extremely talented, extremely accomplished. Let me tell you all about him. Now, his name is Mr. Jay Veal. Now, Jay Veal is the CEO of INC Tutoring, which is the number one African-American-owned private tutoring company in the Southern United States. It serves students of all ages in STEM and beyond. He is the founder and CEO of the J. Veal brand, which is a Dallas-based premier consulting brand that employs education and business consulting services, as well as speaking services, and is a part of the 2018-2019 Black Enterprise Content Contributor Network. The J. Veal brand's target market is entrepreneurs, school districts, and corporations for delivery of their services and consulting, professional development, curriculum development, design, and speaking. Now, also, Jay is the founder of the Black Tutors of Social Media. It's a Dallas and Atlanta-based ed tech nonprofit organization created not only to have a directory of the best and hottest Black-owned private tutoring companies in the world, but it's also an organization that provides services to the community. These services include free tutoring by the donors, financial literacy, programming, college tours, mentorship, etiquette, and travel opportunities for people of color. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy in addition. He is the 2019 Black Enterprise Modern Man and the 2019 United Nations Global Leadership Award honoree. He is a 2018 Forbes Fellow and a two-time TEDx speaker in 2018 and 2019 in both Dallas and New York. He is the 2017 Dallas Business Journal Top 40 Under 40 and named Dallas's most inspiring entrepreneurs by DFW in DFW by The Voyage Magazine. He is a 2018 Hitting Figures of Dallas by Top STEM Influencers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute pleasure just to present to you the amazing and accomplished Mr. Jay Field. Hey, Jay, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I cannot complain. Wouldn't make no sense to do so. <laughs> Absolutely understand that. It's going well out here. Uh, it's good, man. Good to see you. I was taking some time to do your intro, and as with you and a few other people, I've had several people who had to take me a while to do the intro, but I just had to keep going and going and going by all the things that you've done, everything you've done. Yeah. 40 under 40, man. I mean, goodness gracious, you, you, you've been recognized globally and locally. So, man, that's, that is absolutely awesome. So my first question to you, big question we're talking to all the professionals out there on the show about is, of course, COVID and how it has affected the lives and the business of prominent professionals like yourself. So help us yeah. understand what are some of the things, how has COVID affected you and your business? Yeah, so um, first things first, um, in, I'm sorry, in July uh, of this this year, um, I actually uh, contracted COVID. So um, oh, wow. I, people kept asking me, you know, why, you know, what was the reasoning for why you, you decided to get tested? I'm just like, well, honestly, everybody else seemed to be getting COVID. So I was like, well, let me find out if I have it. So um, I went to go get tested for it and I ended up having it. And I was like, what? You got to be kidding me. Like, I thought I was just going to go ahead and skate through, right? But uh, ended up ended up getting COVID nineteen. 
Um, I had a couple of the symptoms. I didn't have the huge breathing problems, but I did have the loss of taste and smell and uh, a couple other things uh, that were associated. It took about a good two and a half, roughly three weeks to uh, recover from that and then be able oh, to wow. um, travel and things like that. So now that I'm over that, um, I can kind of live life and do what I need to do and continue to grow, grow the business and continue to impact students. But um, as far as the industry is concerned, COVID-19 has had a, a pretty interesting impact on um, education. It hasn't been like, you know, education is kind of recession proof in a way, but at the same point in time, um, it doesn't impact certain facets, right? So test prep, right? SAT and ACT, we've had students who are who their test got canceled right so they couldn't take the sat for so long and right now actually i, the I wasn't aware of that so people so people literally yeah. couldn't take the, the act and the sat recently nah they got they got canceled so like right now prime example there's one that's supposed to be on august 29th of this month mm -hmm. and forbes just put an article out saying that um and this is throughout the industry that it's being canceled until september now so those students that were supposed to take it to get qualified for their, you know, for their scholarships and entrance into the schools mm -hmm. um, are getting yet another delay in their, in their opportunities to, you know, either, you know, get uh, qualified through athletics, right. Or they're getting qualified through scholarships to get, you know, get money for their school. So they're being impacted in those manners. In addition to that, um, the ACT was delayed and delayed. And of course you could take the ACT online, but SAT doesn't have an option for you to take online. It's only physical. So um, it's just a lot going on with that. Plus 1600 schools plus have now registered the ACT and the SAT uh, test optional. Mm -hmm. So what's going to yeah. happen is you can either take the exam or you don't have to take the exam, but it's not going to be required for actual entrance into the exam until the freshman 2021 year. So actually the, the students that are coming in now, get a year reprieve on being able to uh, use that exam for entrance. So they kind of get a buffer. <laughs> if they don't, if they, if they weren't doing too well, they have a whole year right now to like, hey, well, you know, Ivy Leagues, MIT, uh, Caltech, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Princeton, all the Ivy Leagues have said, you know what, we're not going to include the test in our entrance this year. So you guys are good to go. We'll just have to utilize other things in order for entrance, but we cannot use those tests. So it's over it's over 1,600 schools plus a lot of uh, HBCUs as well. I'm, Jay, I'm sorry. I, I got to jump in right here. I just want to understand what I'm, what I'm hearing right now. So what I'm hearing is that if you know you wasn't going to get a great score in the ACT and the SAT, but you still want to get into an Ivy League school based on all the other credentials and stuff you've done, this is the time to do it. Basically, yeah. So if you if you if you know that you may or may not have had a decent chance to get in, you know, to your higher level organizations, or I'm sorry, your higher level schools, um, right now is your is your buffer to be able to get in there and say, hey, look, um, these are the scores that I previously had, but I know that you're not using them for entrance. Um, what else do I need to know, or what else do I need to have in my pocket so I can go ahead and move into this or you know move into this school and be ready for. Uh, this next year, so it's 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 some some opportunity <laughs> and some bad things going on, but it's some good opportunity too. That's that's amazing! Wow. <laughs> so those are the major those are the major th things happening um, in the education space for COVID nineteen. But in, in our organization specifically too, um, we were able to come up with new services. So <laughs> outside of us doing tutoring and test prep, 
Um, and, you know, we do tutoring from first grade or from kindergarten, excuse me, all the way up to the PhD level. But we also, um, in addition to that, in the testings, we're doing, we have uh, uh, academic coaching and counseling that we do. We have mentoring, we have resume review, writing and review. We do, um, we now are also offering ghostwriting services for those that want to be authors. We're doing um, homeschooling services and we do workshops, right? So those things we're able to kind of expand our portfolio of service offering to the public and what we do. And then quite frankly, from the COVID-19, uh, from the pandemic, I was actually able to now launch a new organization, which I'm in the process of kind of getting the 501c3 set up with a nonprofit designation it has been done and filed for um, black Twitter social media which will be the first marketplace um, in the nation and the world that's going to house uh, black owned private tutoring companies who are going to be able to offer services to you know students of color really any student that comes in but students of color will be the target and they can come to one location one website and app will be developed later um, after September to where they can come on their you know they can uh, visit on their phones as well and then on the nonprofit side there will be programs that students can apply to um, and, you know, get funding. We'll, we'll have funding for those programs. It'll be free for those students, but there'll be opportunities for kids to get free tutoring services. That'll be for severely underprivileged. There'll be, um, you know, mentoring, uh, mentoring programs, uh, college tour program, traveling programs, etiquette, um, entrepreneurship programs, and a couple other things. So it's going to be a really, really cool uh, organization that's going to launch in September. So. That is, that is amazing. Let me ask you, man, what, what drives you? You're doing so much, especially in the education space here. As yeah. I'm hearing you talk about the stuff you're doing, I mean, you're kind of, you know, hitting the ground and you're running full speed, you know what I'm saying? So what, what's yeah. driving you in this and to make an impact in this space? Man, so um, to be honest with you, um, I my original background was in IT and tech, and um, I had a pretty good run in the tech space working at Microsoft um, and uh, Baylor Healthcare IT. Worked in, worked in telecom for the big carriers, all the, you know, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, all of them as well. Did things in databases and all that. But when I realized um, in 2008 that um, I had, you know, I kept on getting these emails from, you know, uh, the alternative certification teaching program saying, hey, you know, come and teach America's kids. And I'm just like, mm, I thought I was going to be a CIO of a Fortune 100 company. And that was my goal at that time. But clearly, um, I you know, had a conversation with God and he was like, you know, you need to be in education. And he was like, poof, gone. And I was like, there's no after that? Like, what else am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> he was like, that That's was how it. That's talk to you sometimes, right? You say, go this way. And then, and then like, Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, well, I'm going to go with it. So I went into education, man. Didn't really know what was going to happen. I knew I was a great tutor. I didn't know I was a great educator. And so I was tasked with, um, I was tasked with going into teaching um, at my alma mater, which was Townview Science Engineering Magnet High School. At the time, it was number three in the nation. Now, I think it's like number nine. Um, I was a senior. I was a freshman in high school at 12 years old, so I was young, um, and I graduated when I had just turned 16. And so when I got there... Time out. Time um, out, Jay. One of the things I, I do appreciate about you is that you give us a lot of information. But one of the things that I don't think you understand and the impact you're having is that you're saying something like, yeah, man, and then I cure cancer and after that, hold well, no, on, time out, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you are, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pause a second, okay? Because right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a listener and a lot of my people are also listeners, okay? Yeah. Okay. I heard you say you were 12 years old when you yeah. were getting college credits. Did I hear that correctly? 
Well, when I started, when I started high school, yeah. So when I was a freshman in high school at twelve, oh, I graduated high school at twelve. Okay. Graduated at sixteen. Graduated at sixteen. Uh, I took eight AP classes, which okay. is college course classes in my senior year. So it was a lot. Uh -huh. And then okay. uh, I graduated. You know. So sixteen years old, you got college credits in your hand already. Look, just making it happen, man. Passing these classes and getting it done. <laughs> so uh, know, no to re no to listeners. Um, I don't want to hear about what's not possible. Uh, you know, look at this man. You know, we talk about Mr. Forty under forty. You know, one of forty under forty. Keep going, Jay. I'm yeah, sorry. Man, I'm trying to get it done. Nah, you good. You good. So basically, man, I went into the education space and taught. I went to go teach back at the high school I graduated from, and so I taught a very, very unique class called um, Fast Track Mathematics. And if you can wrap your hand around or wrap your head around teaching freshmen. Um, three years of pre-AP math courses in only one year. That's how it was structured. Mm -hmm. So basically to set that up and paint the picture, a whole year of pre-AP geometry was, was taught at a regular academic year at the same time. A whole year of pre-AP algebra two was taught first semester. Then you flip it. Second semester, teach the whole year of pre-calculus second semester. And then they get three full credits of math and then they're done. Freshman year, sophomore year, they take AP calculus and they're completed. So let me let me, ask, let me ask you this question right quick because um, we learned a lot about your program and how it operates. So um, question I have is about you. All right. So so you let us know uh, how you got directed into this education direction. You were given you know direction spiritually. So <clears throat> what is one of your secrets to your growth? How do you you know inspire yourself and motivate yourself uh, to continue to move to move in a positive direction, especially during times like this? Okay, so for me, um, my original driving factor really is the motivation to do great things for students of color. Um, I didn't really see anybody else that was really making a lot of great moves for that. And I wanted to come in and make and make a solution to that, right? So mm -hmm. every day I'm just like, hey, how can I be better? How can I do more things for students of color? How can um, I create more solutions uh, for the world or for the nation? Uh, to address the the gaps, right? We have opportunity gaps, we have um, achievement gaps and belief gaps that students have, right? And how do we address those things from a societal perspective and make things better overall, right? So just my drive, man, like just going after looking at uh, people like, you know, looking at people like Diddy, looking at people like, um, uh, one of my favorite people, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, like all those, mm -hmm. listening to those kind of things and motivational factors um, ET and more people where I can get in the mindset of high impact and be able to drive myself every morning to see how I can make great changes. I think it's one great thing for me as to what really drives me. But internally, um, I've really been a self-motivated individual for quite a long time. You know, clearly since I was in high school, right? I wanted to do great things. Um, I had high expectations up front in my family. And I just knew that I couldn't be no punk, right? I couldn't, I couldn't go out there and be somebody that, that was not of excellence. And so for me to be, especially a young black male, uh, especially as a millennial um, in America right now, mm -hmm. um, this is not the time to be slow. This is not the time to be uh, somebody who, you know, doesn't advocate for themselves. We're at this time where, you know, our, our people are and things are happening um, during the pandemic and stuff is just going on with the, with the, with the movement. Um, you have to go out there full force and be able to explain and put out your best foot forward. So, I mean, there's no time to be slow. It's time to make things happen. I definitely, I definitely agree with you with that. 
So with all the people that you've been working with um, from a client perspective um, and overall as you interact with people that use your services, what are some of the common mistakes you notice that people have been making in their path to become more educated and position themselves for success? Hold on, can you repeat that last part? You kind of cut out a little bit. How, how, what I was asking you is, what are some of the common mistakes that people that you've been working with have been making that's not positioning mm -hmm. them for success going forward? Okay, so um, a lot of the students that have been working with us have had uh, common mistakes of one, not being, um, not being prepared from a stu study skills perspective, right? Mm -hmm. On being able to be successful in the classroom. Another one is um, making small errors that make big impacts. And what I mean by that is if you're doing math or you're doing science or you're doing English, whatever you're doing from an academical pr academic perspective, um, it's very easy to overlook some of the small details that you're doing in your work, right? Mm -hmm. But as you know, when you're doing uh, academia, right, and you're working through things and studying and all that, you make small mistakes that can contribute to you building a car, right? You know, my my uh, one of my cousins was one of the first people to design the Cadillac CTS when it first came out. He graduated from MIT, and had he not developed, had he not had he not created, he developed, I think it was the first quarter half of the car uh, when it came out. So had he not designed the car in a most efficient aerodynamic way from an engineering perspective, maybe it might have fell off the car. Maybe something may have happened. Maybe a bolt may have been loose too much because the torque was too, was too loose. I mean, so many things could happen because you overlooked academically what you were supposed to do while you were studying and it contributed to somebody getting, die, you know, getting killed later. So those things are things that um, students have been coming into our organization with, and we have to refine those skill sets so they know how to study when they get to college. They, they know how to overlook their errors and make sure that they're they're touching every single thing before they complete their problems and go through work problems, go through design thinking, go through the the, the software development life cycle. If they're going to go into that industry, like those things, we are able to hone them in on and mentor them. Right. So they didn't have some of these kids are coming in with no mentors uh, to look to look up to. And as millennials in our company, uh, they're able to see see people of color who serve as an example for them to look at and say, hey, man, if they can be do this, I can do it, too. And yeah. we make those things happen for them. So um, let me let me ask you this um, kind of a follow up on on that in, in coaching people, training them, um, tutoring them, and study skills. Have you noticed, is there a, like a one-size-fits-all process, or does the study skills have to kind of adapt to the type of person that they are? For example, a person who can study that needs white noise versus a person who can study who needs complete mm -hmm. quiet. Right. So um, what we have noticed is that in our, you know, in our, in our process, is very tailored. Um, the cool thing about education is that you can't approach education from a general perspective and as a cookie cutter set, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of companies out there that do that. You know, no, you know, no, no worries about about that. But I mean, you're looking at centers. Mm -hmm. You're looking at Kumon, Mathnasium, things of that nature. They have a specific, like a cookie cutter plan. It goes here and it plugs in there, right? You do this for this grade level, it goes there. But what you have to realize in education is that everybody's different right everybody learns at a, either a, a faster or a slower pace mm -hmm. somebody might have asperger's or adhd or add or autism or something like that they may have some sort of um you know deficiency right or learning disability that 
causes them to take in and process information at a different rate than others, right? So you have to tailor everything you do and everything you teach students or the clients that we have to their learning style. Mm -hmm. And you have to include different, we, we include different stakeholders into our, our processes to where everybody is really engulfed in a 360 degree solution. And mm -hmm. we're able to mentor those students and provide support to them as well. So when you're looking at that model, um, us particularly, we were able to have, you know, a 95% success rate, man, of our, our oh, that's students. amazing. So for us, they're getting A's and B's at that level, mm -hmm. using about utilizing that process. So kind of to really answer the question in, at, at a smaller scale mm -hmm. is that, yes, there's ways to teach students in different manners, but you have to address the fact that there are different learning gaps and everything that we do is specifically tailored so to that. those learning gaps that they have. Yep. Awesome. Um, let me ask you this about COVID. Now, we know that you're a COVID survivor. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, how else has COVID affected your interaction with your, your peers and your family, you know, and with people that, that work with you? Um, when I first had, <laughs> first had COVID and got, got cured from it, everybody was like, we still not going to see you. And I'm like, bro, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm clear. Like, why not? Like, y'all, that's crazy. So, I've had a lot of a lot of my friends and family still like, hey, I don't even want to see you. And I'm just like, that's messed up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, right now it's just really so about making sure that you know we keep the distance, we keep the we keep the uh, you know keep the masks on when I need to, like you know all those things. We still keep the safety precautions in in mind. Mm -hmm. But um, being able to interact, you know, with my with my fam, um, it's still good. You know, people on my team because we have over a hundred in my. Uh, education company we have over 100 people nationwide in five cities so um we are able to still interact with each other um online through video call through google hangouts through zoom uh through skype like all those kind of meetings that we need to have as a unit to make sure that we move the needle forward we're able to have those but you know me going physically to places like i got to go to atlanta this weekend uh for the week and so uh, me being able to meet with them they may or may not want to still meet, but uh, it's, you know, it's up to them. Dealing with clientele, though, is another different story. The problem that kind of we're getting right now is I think that parents are now like, hey, I want to see a tutor here at my house, but some of the tutors may not be um, necessarily receptive to that or vice versa, right? We'd still go to the house, but maybe the parent may not be receptive to that. So what we say is this. As long as both parties don't have COVID, the tutor don't have COVID, the parent don't have COVID, the student don't have COVID, then we're good. Wear a mask, you can still tutor that student and get the stuff done, right? If, if they don't wanna do that, cool. We can go virtual online. We can do whether or not we have to do a learning pod thing, whether or not we have to do uh, the one-on-one -on -one sector, whether or not that person at the home level maybe has four or five students and we just address it from here, from our standpoint, we mm -hmm. can still do it. The cool thing about it, man, is we're very diverse. We're very, uh, we, we, we are very- um, Pretty fluid. Yeah. yeah, pretty fluid. Exactly, so it doesn't matter. We can, we can, get, we can get it done, period. That's it. Got it. So um, what is some things that we can do overall professionally? Because um, you're a professional, you're living, you work, you're operating in COVID, but you're still moving forward. You're still experiencing success you're still growing your business as in like what you're doing in Atlanta. So what are some things that we can do professionally to continue to grow that, that, that you, the things that you use to continue to move forward? I think that right now, um, one of the main things that 
um, especially small business owners um, need to uh, need to understand at this point is you have to take you got to go back a little bit. You got to go back a few steps and say, okay, it's COVID-19. My business was impacted. My model was physical. How can I take this situation and pivot to a different direction that addresses whatever gap my industry has, right? Mm -hmm. For the online model, mm -hmm. right? Do I need to hire more people online? Do I need to transition my systems from a, a old school paper pencil type of thing <laughs> to an online situation, right? Do I need to get better CRMs or now, you know, instead of having them uh, run through normal systems, I have them running in the cloud. Like, do I need to start utilizing Amazon, you know, uh, web services, AWS? Do I need to start using Salesforce? Like, what kind of things do I need? What kind of tools do I need to pivot my business in a different direction so we could still not only gain business and keep the business that we have, but we can still retain talent? One thing that's hard right now for a lot of companies when they're getting the PPP loans, the EIDLs, and everything else that's going on is they had to, right? They had to take their talent out. 19, we haven't had to lay nobody off. Mm. We haven't, we didn't lose nobody, right? We only gained more people. So I think the coolest thing is, is that when you're looking at COVID-19, you pivot in how you do business, but you also pivot in how you retain talent. And because if you don't retain the talent you had, you got to lay people off that got you to where you needed to be. Now you have an unstable, an unstable workforce that brings down your business because the amount of people you have on staff has now decreased, which means that your man hours to impact have now decreased, which means that your overall revenue decreases, right? For our organization, man, we've been able to, you know, we hit, uh, we're an over a half a million dollar company now. So right. I think that we are able to, we are able to know what drives our, our team and how to make the impact still flow during COVID. And that is absolutely awesome. So, uh, we've learned a lot about you. You know how well accomplished you are. You're giving us a lot of wealth and knowledge and inspiration and motivation, actually, to continue to move forward. And we definitely appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, uh, so uh, tell us tell us how we can reach out to you. How can we learn more about your mentoring uh, services as well as your nonprofit? Yeah, so um, so if anybody wants to, wants to reach out um, on the Black Tutors of Social Media, and we have, I actually started the uh, the movement um, on Instagram. So if you go to at Black Tutors of Social Media there, you'll see kind of the flow of things. Um, in addition to that, the new website will be completely um, developed and done around the third week of September. So around September 25th, uh, which is in about 30 days, we'll have the website launched. There will be a mobile app to follow that as well. Um, if you do want to keep up with the programs and the nonprofit programming and things of that nature that will develop as we go along, um, they will be launched off between September and October. But the act, the actual active piece of the directory uh, for Black Twitter, the social media will be launched off at September uh, 25th when we go off. Um, Twitter will be Black Tutors of SM um, on the uh, on the Twitter side of the house. Um, on the black on the uh, uh, ink education side of the house for the tutoring and education pieces, mm -hmm. um, we are at education on Instagram. We are at ink education LLC on Twitter. You can find us on LinkedIn as well. 
And you can find us on Facebook at It's Not Complicated Education. So there are multiple different ways to find us. Um, and if you just Google, you'll see it as well. A lot of articles have been, have been written. So it's, it's, it's good stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for your time today, man. Mr. Forbes, Body Under 40. I'm going to keep saying that because it's so cool. Um, <laughs> for, for your great success with your half a million uh, dollar company, with all the lives that you're impacting uh, across the nation in the various cities where your people are located. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you for your time. And we definitely appreciate what you share with us today. Sir, well, I appreciate you giving us a platform to talk about this. And um, I look forward to continue to impact and move the needle for these students out here, man, during COVID. We, we, we're definitely going to get them over the hump. We're going to get them over to what they need this year. So, Absolutely. So with that being said, what is your, um, do you have any, like a final words, final insight you'd like to leave the Career Coach Talk audience with? Yeah, sure. So, um, man, look, everybody out there right now, just to kind of give you some, some tidbits of, or early gems, man. Um, just know that during COVID-19, it's not over, uh, right? There's things that are still going to happen. There may be a second wave coming, um, but you have to remember, it is not the time for you to slow down in your business, right? You have to really continue to uh, move the needle, wake up every morning saying, hey, I woke up, right? Being blessed to wake up and impact people and know that you can still go out there and uh, continue to make things happen. Stay motivated. Um, think about new things that you can do in your industries uh, to make the to make the bigger impact and do things for the greater good while COVID-19 is happening. You have to stay safe, but you also got to stay impacted and stay motivated. So continue to um, drive forward, continue to think of different ways and be open-minded. Don't be closed-minded. Continue to ensure that you are going on social media <laughs> and doing things every day, every week, posting, doing videos, going on lives, all this stuff is how you gauge everybody because now, People are at home. This is how you get their attention. Get their attention mm -hmm. while they're not working or get their attention while they're at home. So this exactly. is the time to be a little bit more open in your, in your addressing your gaps. So uh, for everybody out there that's a, that's a business owner, continue to do that. For all the students that's watching possibly, you mm -hmm. know, keep your heads up, man. It, it's gonna be tough for the next couple months uh, for you to get used to how things are gonna be in a hybrid mode and you know going back and being safe and you know not logging in, logging in and things of that nature. But don't give up. Um, there's going to be some light at the end of the tunnel. So just keep moving forward. Absolutely. And thank you so much for that, man. And thank you again for being our awesome guest on the show today. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. That is another episode here on the interview series at Career Coach Talk. I am your coach, Rogers Veen, bringing you Mr. J. Veal. Please don't feel free to reach out to him. Go ahead and respond back to him, drop some notes. I'll make sure that he'll get that information at wherever we see this video and check out his information. Go to his websites, get your kids involved and everybody. Thank you for watching today's episode. Thank you for watching today's episode of Career Coach Talk. Are you ready for your next professional version of yourself? Come visit us at mdself.com. Schedule your free consultation or reach out to us via email at coach at indieself.com.